Welcome back to the Fit Ish Project with your host, Lathan Bass, where we make fitness and health practical for normal people like you and I. Getting into another episode this week, we are back feeling a little bit better. So hopefully my voice doesn't sound as sick and as muffled. Not quite 100%, but we're getting there. Uh, the weather's starting to change. Sunlight's been out more. I've been trying to get outside and getting back to full health and feeling good. So we're heading in the right direction. That's all we can ask for. But uh, before getting into this episode, just wanted to mention uh, if anybody is looking for a little help with their fitness goals, looking to make a change, maybe lose some weight, build some muscle, need a little bit of accountability, need a plan to follow, and just want to look to make some positive health changes in the right direction this year. I have four spots open for anybody looking to jump on that. So if you're interested, you can check out the link in the show notes, fill out the app and see if we are a good fit to work together because I do not like to take on people where I don't think I can help them and I don't think it's a good fit. So if you're curious if, you know, online fitness coaching is for you, check out the app, fill it out. We can have a conversation and go from there. But um, without further ado, we will get into this week's episode. And this week's episode, I wanted to talk a little bit about what the hell should you eat? And the reason why I wanted to talk about this is because every time that I post things on my social media about like, maybe certain food list or grocery list or like high protein foods or like go to snack list, it always gets a lot of engagement. And like people will save the list or they'll message me and say like, thanks for sharing that. Things like that, which tells me that a lot of people like to get ideas on what they should be eating. And it's something that I get because I know it can be really confusing, especially now when there's thousands and thousands of options at your grocery store. And on top of that, like with social media, there's just an overabundance of information. Some of it is good and some of it is just plain awful and makes things even more confusing. I know for me, like I'll get on my feed on my social media feed and I'll I follow a lot of fitness accounts and people who talk about nutrition and health and things like that. And I see these videos of like fitness influencers going into grocery stores and explaining why certain foods are bad based on like some big sciencey words that they're using and explanations and like it all sounds really good and it sounds like you know all this stuff is like very based in facts and based on science but a lot of it is not like these are people who are just giving you their opinions and i really hate these videos because i think it causes people a lot more confusion and creates just unnecessary fear around like certain foods and people just thinking that like if they eat a piece of bread or they eat a vegetable or they have oatmeal that they're going to like automatically just like kill their health or they're going to die or they're going to get cancer and all that stuff is just not good for people and it just makes things way more confusing because I've had people ask me with these questions like I've heard oatmeal is bad for me like can I eat oatmeal or I've heard like vegetables aren't great or fruits not great and like I just I feel for these people and I just have to shake my head and, you know, try to inform them about, you know, what's actually going on and like what the science says and things that are okay to eat and just help people like navigate through this stuff because it can be super confusing now. So I thought I'd do a podcast about this. Um, and it's something that I personally used to struggle with too when I was like really getting into fitness and trying to figure out 
the nutrition side of things and the food side of things and dieting and all that stuff. Like I was trying to figure out, well, what should I be eating? Like, I think we all kind of have an idea of like maybe what healthier type foods or higher quality type foods are. But then now, like I said, with social media and things like that, like then you start to question like, well, can I be eating fruit or oatmeal? Like this person said, I can't eat this. Or this person said, I can't eat this. So there's just a lot of confusion. So I wanted to do a whole podcast on that and just clear some of that up and talk about how I've been able to figure this out and uh, kind of you know navigate my way through these things and how I also try to help clients that I work with figure those kind of things out for themselves as well. Because like I said, I struggled with this too, like when I really got into it and there was periods of time where like, I didn't really eat fruit because there was a thing where people were saying like, you know, fruit was bad because it had too much sugar in there. There was a time where I didn't really eat a whole lot of carbs because it was during like the low carb phase when people were like, oh, carbs are bad. It's going to spike your blood sugar. It's going to do all these things and ruin your health. So there was a time where I didn't really eat carbs, which was not fun. I love carbs. And if looking back at it now, I just kind of laugh a little bit. You know, there was a time where I tried to really avoid like all sugars and all processed foods, which like just wasn't really realistic for me and something that I did not enjoy at all. But again, there's people that are doing these things today because they hear this information and they don't really know like what they should be doing. So um, after years of learning and trying to figure things out for myself and learning from you know, people who are actually grounded in science and who are a lot smarter than I am. I've been able to figure out some guidelines around food, five of them that have helped me out a ton, like throughout figuring out, you know, trying different things, trying different diets, learning and working with other people. Like these are the five guidelines that I've come up with that have worked super well for me, you know, helped me do things like lose the hundred pounds. Like I'm now in the best shape that I've ever been in at the age of 30. I feel good on a day-to-day basis and I can do all that while eating in a way that I actually enjoy, which I think is super important. And sometimes people overlook that as well because food is fuel. You know, you hear people talk about that, like food is fuel, which it is like your body needs food for energy to do all the things we need to do and to perform at a high level and to think and to work and all that different stuff. Like we need food, obviously, like food is fuel, but it's also more than that. Like food is also a social thing. It's something that's meant to be enjoyed. So you shouldn't feel bad about eating certain foods. And like, if you go out to eat or if you, you know, go to a party and have some drinks or something like that, like you shouldn't feel bad about those things. So I recently was listening to a podcast where I heard a dude on there talking about like how he never goes out to eat. He never touches any kind of processed food. He never has any alcohol. And to me, that sounds absolutely miserable. Like I'd rather punch myself in the face than eat like that. But I'm also open to people choosing a diet that works for them because the best diet is going to be the one that you can stick to and the one that makes you feel good and helps you hit your goal. So like if that's you and you are someone who's like, I'm never having a beer again. I'm never eating any kind of processed food. I'm never going out to eat like more power to you. But if you're listening to this show, the fit ish project, there's probably a good chance that that is not you and you don't want to live like that. Because again, for me, I think, and for a lot of people, I think that's just really unrealistic and it's not really how you want to live. Like you want to be able to eat some desserts. You want to be able to have some beers or have some wine on occasion. You want to be able to Go eat some pizza and just live your life and enjoy different foods and try different things. So, again, having some guidelines around these things and around food, I think, is super helpful and will allow you to, like I said, 
hit your goals, like feel good on a day-to-day basis, look the way you want to look, but also enjoy your life while you're doing it. So getting into these five guidelines or five rules that I have found to work super well for food. Um, And again, these are just mine, but I'd encourage you to think about what makes sense for you because like I just said, the best diet is the one that you can stick to. But I found that having these rules clears up a lot of the confusion and takes out a lot of the just stress around food and making different choices and things like that. I mean, it's just like anything. Sometimes people have this like weird idea that, you know, if I have all these rules, it's actually going to make things like super, I don't feel like I have any flexibility. I don't feel like I can live my life, but I think it's the opposite. Having some general guidelines and some general rules allows you to not have to think about this stuff so much and just allows you to have a little bit more flexibility and like I said, still be able to enjoy your food, hit your goals, all that good stuff. So like I said, these are just mine, but I found that people really enjoy like getting ideas from other people and people who have maybe done some of the things that they want to do and found things that have worked really well for them. So like I said, you don't have to follow my rules, but maybe this will give you a good place to start and give you an idea of maybe how you can start thinking about coming up with some guidelines or some rules for yourself around how you eat. So, and this is how I eat now. Like I have to have to say that because I think sometimes too, like people, maybe they see somebody, maybe you're somebody who like wants to lose weight like I did, or maybe you are looking to just improve your health a little bit, maybe get in a little bit better shape. And you look at somebody who's maybe where you want to be and you're like, man, that is just so far off from like where I am right now. But understand that this, the way I eat now is definitely not the way that I even ate this, like maybe even a couple years ago. And how I ate a couple years ago is night and day difference from how I ate when I was 300 plus pounds. So understand that, you know, it's a process and it's always evolving and it's going to change a little bit just based on where you're at right now, where you're looking to go, like what your goals are, like if you're trying to, you know, change your body composition or you're trying to like chase a certain fitness goal, then the way you eat might change a little bit. So understand, you know, it's it's always evolving, but and you don't need to try to make all these changes overnight or try to, you know, do something that just seems very, very far off and unsustainable from what you can do now. Just understand that it's a process and you can continue working on it and getting better at it and refining it and getting to a place where like you feel really comfortable with where you're at and the way that you are eating. So getting into rule number one, eat mostly single ingredient foods. So about 80 to 85% of the time, I'd say I eat single ingredient foods or whole type foods, minimally processed foods, which, you know, are things like your proteins, your fruits, your vegetables, things like that. And like I said, this may change based on your goals. Like for me, sometimes maybe if I'm like traveling more or like on vacation or maybe like during the holidays or something like that, maybe this goes down a little bit. And other times where I'm like trying to diet, maybe lose some body fat, lose some weight, I may up this a little bit and eat a little bit more of those single, more whole type ingredient foods. And the reason that this is such an easy rule to follow and one of the most critical rules that I like to focus on is because right now, most people, or I should say Americans, currently have a diet where about 60% of it comes from ultra-processed foods. And when you think about that, that's probably not a great thing. And so if you can make this one switch to where most of your diet is coming from ultra-processed foods and make that switch, and now it's coming from more more whole, single-ingredient type foods, that is going to solve a ton of problems for 
a majority of people. And it's not to say that these ultra processed foods are, you know, poison or the worst thing ever, because you can have those things on occasion. I do. And I'll talk about that a little bit later and what that actually looks like. But you also have to understand that food is not just food. You know, it's other things to us, like food is information to our bodies. It's what you actually become. So the food that you eat is like the building blocks of what you become. So if you look at your body in the mirror, like the food that you ate at some point, that is what your body is made of. So when you think about like, say if you had a house and you were going to live in that house for the rest of your life, you probably want that house to be made of pretty strong material. Like you don't want cheap stuff. You don't want stuff that's going to break down. You don't want low quality stuff. You're going to want the high quality stuff, stuff that's durable, stuff that's going to last a long time. And in order to create a good house, a good foundation, a good home that you can live in for the rest of your life, that's going to serve its purpose and look good and be able to do all the things you need a home to do. Like you want that to be made out of good material. And the same thing goes for your body and goes for food. And thinking about it that way, I think is helpful versus, you know, like you probably don't want to be made up of Pop-Tarts and Doritos and tons of processed foods, right? You want to be made up of more high quality things. And so eating more of those things is going to be a good thing. Plus, from a day-to-day, like how you feel basis, like eating more single ingredient type foods, more whole foods, you're just going to feel better. And if you've ever gone and had like a bunch of fast food or had like a super big meal where you just didn't eat the greatest quality of food, you know how you feel afterwards. And it's typically not that great. So, you know, just based on like a day-to-day basis, like eating more of these foods is just going to help you feel better. And on top of that, you know, this works really well because it's, it's easier to regulate your hunger when you're eating more of these whole type foods versus eating more processed foods. And super simple example, like let's say you're hungry, you go to your kitchen, you want a snack. Say you have some fruit in the, in the fridge, maybe you have like a, some apples or some oranges, and then you look in your cupboard and you have you know some chips and things like that. Well, if I go and I grab the fruit, like it's going to be pretty tough for me to overeat on that fruit. Like I'm not just going to crush a half bag of apples, you know, and just overeat on tons and tons of apples. But if I grab that bag of chips in my cupboard, I could easily crush half a bag of that. No problem. And again, I'm not saying that you cannot have these foods. I'm just saying that it's much easier to overeat on these highly processed foods. So trying to eat more of these whole foods is definitely helpful when it comes to things like overeating and fueling your body in a way that feels a little bit better. Along with that, you know, obviously the quality of food makes a difference, like I've mentioned with how you feel and your energy and your digestion and things like that. And the nutrients that you get, like all those things are going to be better when you're eating more of these whole foods versus when you're eating a diet that's more highly processed. And then like kind of circling back and talking about like, well, what about these foods? Like, can I be eating this or should I be eating this? Or like, what foods can I actually eat? Well, humans have been surviving on these type of foods for thousands of years. They've been eating these real foods, these proteins, you know, through animals. They've been eating fruits. They've been eating vegetables. Like those are the things that humans have survived on forever. So I would probably guess that it's a pretty good bet that you can eat these things and your body is going to respond in a positive way. Like you're going to feel good. Like, again, can you eat processed foods and be okay? I think so. But should your entire diet, like, you know, 60% of your diet be revolved around these types of foods? I would say that's probably not smart. You know, I think of it kind of like sleep or like alcohol. Like, you know that getting good sleep is going to make you feel better. You know that 
getting, you know, your seven to eight hours per night, you're going to wake up the next day and you're going to feel good. It's good for your health, all that good stuff. But, you know, there's going to be times where maybe you go to a party or you go out with friends or you're on vacation and your sleep is just, it suffers a little bit. Like you're not getting as much sleep. You're not getting as quality of sleep, but it's a sacrifice you make because you want to live life. You want to enjoy yourself. And you know that a couple nights of bad sleep isn't going to kill you. Now, if you string a bunch of that together and every single night, like you're getting terrible sleep, it's definitely going to start to affect your health. You're not going to feel great. It's going to affect how you look, how you function on a day to day basis. But, you know, a couple nights here, there, like, you know, it's not going to kill you. Same thing with alcohol. Like you can have alcohol in moderation and still be healthy. But if I'm drinking, you know, a 12 pack every night or if I'm having a bottle of wine every night, well, that's probably not going to be good. So it's just that whole conversation about doing these things in moderation. And I think that applies directly to our diets as well. So 80% of the time, or roughly, you know, 80% of the time, I'm trying to focus on those single ingredient type foods, lots of fruits, lots of proteins, lots of vegetables. And again, I think that's going to help with a ton of people just by following that one single rule. Like if you didn't do anything else from this list of five, if you did that one thing, I think you would see major improvements in your diet if you're like most people who maybe are eating a lot of these processed foods and not having quite as many of these more higher quality type foods. Rule number two, uh, prioritize protein. And this is something that I talk about like crazy. If you follow me on any of the social medias, you know I talk about protein all the time. Like I post high protein meals, talk about why protein is important, and I'm just constantly stressing protein. And there's good reason for that. It's actually something that most people will agree on. Like a lot of people have different opinions around food and eat this or eat this. But a lot of people do agree for the most part that protein is very important. And when we're talking about protein, you want to be getting at least 0.7 grams per pound of body weight. So if you take your body weight, multiply that by 0.7, that'll give you kind of an estimate of what you want to be hitting. And for most people, that is going to seem like a ton. But if you really want to optimize your health, if you want to feel better, you want to look better, then getting enough protein is going to be really, really important. And the reason that I talk about protein so much is that it's one of those things that if you focus on getting protein, like if you really prioritize getting high amounts of protein in your diet, it solves a lot of issues. So one thing, it forces you to plan because like I just said, for most people, that amount of protein is going to seem like a lot. And if you don't plan out your meals a little bit, if you don't focus on getting a little bit of protein at each meal, if you don't focus on getting maybe one to two higher protein snacks within your day, you're not going to be able to hit that goal. And for a lot of people, they don't plan any type of food that they eat. They just kind of eat out of habit or they eat whatever sounds good or they eat whatever is convenient or the quickest. So Focusing on protein forces you to plan a little bit, which is a good thing. Secondly, it leads to less hunger and it leads to less overeating because it's extremely hard to overeat protein. Like if you've ever had you know, a big old chicken breast or a nice steak, like you're not just eating pounds and pounds of that stuff. It's very hard to overeat protein, which is a good thing. Uh, third, eating more protein leads to eating less of the other stuff, which kind of goes along with that previous point I just made. If you're eating a lot of protein, it's naturally going to start to push out some of those things within your diet that maybe aren't quite as healthy and maybe things that you shouldn't be having quite as often, you know, like the processed foods and things like that. Again, not saying those things are bad, but when we want to focus on, you know, improving our health, eating those 
higher quality foods, eating more proteins and things like that is going to be helpful. So when you're eating more protein, you're just less likely to eat more of that other kind of stuff. So just by focusing on this one thing, it naturally starts to eliminate some of those things that maybe you don't want to be eating quite as much. And then the last thing about protein is it's going to help with building more muscle, which is important for how you look, how you feel, your general health, living longer, like all that stuff. Muscle is important. Just did a whole podcast about that recently. And so if you're interested in learning about, you know, the importance of building muscle and why protein is important to that, you can check that episode out. But rule number two, prioritize protein. Rule number three, drink mostly zero calorie drinks. Full transparency, I still drink alcohol probably on an average like two to four times per month. But for the most part, I stick to zero calorie drinks outside of alcohol. And this works for me, but depending on your goals, this is a super, super simple way to cut out a bunch of excess calories. I've talked about this before on different podcasts, but when I was in high school and I wanted to lose weight, one of the very first things that I did was I stopped drinking things like sports drinks, things like pop, things like juices. And I lost 30 pounds probably within about six months or so. And again, a lot of people have these things just out of habit. Like, you know, they have their super sugary coffee type drinks, if you want to call them that. There's not a whole lot of coffee in there, but a lot of people have these things first thing in the morning and they're having 300, 400, 500 calories through these types of things or they're having these, uh, you know, they're having their pops, like two or three, four pops a day or sodas, if you, uh, depending on where you live in the country. Uh, but yeah, these things add up a lot, like, and they add up very quickly. And again, it's not to say that you can't have these things on occasion, but it's a super simple way to cut out a bunch of excess calories. And the thing about like these higher calorie drinks is they don't really do a whole lot for you just as far as like from a nutritional value. And they don't do a whole lot for you as far as like filling you up or helping with hunger or satiating you or anything like that. Because when you think about drinking 500 calories, let's say, you you know, you go to Starbucks or you go grab one of those big fountain pops from the gas station, you could easily be consuming anywhere between 300 to 500 calories, which is quite a bit of food. If you were going to have, you know, 500 calories of food versus 500 calories of drink, that's going to affect your body a lot differently between those two different things. So again, for me, I found that sticking to mostly zero calorie drinks or drinking more water is been super helpful. And you'll hear people talk about this in fitness a lot. Like they'll advocate for people to drink like a gallon of water a day, which like probably isn't necessary for most people. Like you don't need an entire gallon of water, but it's actually pretty solid advice. And for the reason that when you're drinking that much water, you're not going to be drinking a whole lot of other stuff because in order to drink that much water, like you just don't have the room to be drinking other things. Like you don't want to drink other things because that's just a crap ton of water. So by focusing on drinking more water or maybe even drinking a gallon of water a day, you're just less likely to drink those pops and juices and things like that. And I know for a lot of people, like it's a flavor thing, like they like the taste of these things, but now they make so many different types of zero calorie drinks that taste really good. Things like flavored water, sparkling water, they make sports drinks that have zero calories, even things like diet sodas or, you know, coffee doesn't have very many calories. So there's a lot of different options that you can go with if flavor is what you're looking for. If you just want something that tastes good, but you also don't want to be taking in a ton of extra calories, finding some of those zero calorie drinks that you really enjoy can be a huge, huge thing for you to 
consume less calories, start to feel a little bit better, maybe make some changes in your appearance. Um, so that is rule number three, drink mostly zero calorie drinks. Rule number four, uh, indulge 10 to 20% of the time. So as I said earlier, you know, 80% of the time I'm focusing on those whole minimally processed foods. The other 20% of that time I'm eating whatever I want. And I got to say, this is not just a free pass to go absolutely nuts, but you can eat whatever food you like. You just can't eat like a asshole. Like you can't eat everything in sight. You can't just go, okay, I've been really, really good this week. Like I haven't, you know, strayed off the path. And then today I'm going to eat 10,000 calories of just pure crap. Like that is not what this is about. You want to allow yourself to indulge from time to time because it's going to allow you more flexibility. If you want to do things like going out with friends or family, like you want to go out to eat at a restaurant, you want to, you know, have some drinks or whatever, like this allows you to do those things, have that flexibility where you don't really feel like you're restricting too much, which leads to healthy relationships with food. But it also most importantly leads to that long-term sustainability, which everybody is after. As I've talked about on different podcasts, like when it comes to sustaining results, this is where people really struggle and it's because they do things that they can't sustain. And for me, I found that indulging, you know, 15 to 20% of the time, including those things like I have ice cream, most days I'll have, I'll go out to eat once or twice a week, like having those things within my normal routine makes me feel like I'm not as restricted. And it's something that I've noticed with clients that I work with as well. Like, because a lot of times people will think, well, I want to get healthier or I want to lose weight or I want to chase this fitness goal. So I'm going to just cut all the unhealthy or bad things, as people will say, cut all that stuff out. Like I'm not going to have any pop. I'm not going to have any alcohol. I'm not going to have any processed food. I'm not going to go out to eat. I'm not going to do any of that stuff. Well, that's all great because you'll be able to do that for you know a couple of weeks, maybe even a month. But what happens when you can't do that any longer? Because for, again, a majority of the people... And a majority of those who listen to this podcast, that's not how you want to live. So finding ways to incorporate that stuff on a regular basis can be a big help to sticking to a way of eating that actually feels good, allows you to enjoy yourself, but also allows you to still you know, look the way you want to look, feel the way you want to feel. And trying to stick to those diets, again, just it just doesn't really work for the you know normal people. Like you want to go out and you want to be social and you want to be able to indulge a little bit and you don't want to stress over every calorie and every bite of food and every meal. Like you want to have a little bit of flexibility. So allowing yourself to do that, I think is a big part of sticking to a way of eating that you can do for the long term. Uh, the fifth rule, the fifth and final rule that I follow, and this is more of like a mindset thing. So all those things before were more like tangible, like really practical type of rules that I follow. This one has more to do with just like the mindset around food, and that is to be more aware. And what I mean by that is just bringing more awareness to your actual choices. Because the thing about food is, is that like you've been doing it every single day for your entire life. So there's a lot of habits that you have, a lot of behaviors, a certain mindset that you have around food. And for a lot of people, we've never really taken any time to like think about those things. It just kind of happened or maybe it's how you grew up or your childhood or the people that you hang around or your parents or like a lot of those thoughts around food just came from other people and you never really have sat down to think about, okay, like why do I do this or you know, why do I have this habit or 
things like that. And I know that was the case for me, like, obviously, you know, being overweight, like I just ate a certain way. And I didn't really think about it. I just ate for taste. And I ate for convenience. And that was really it. Like there was no, you know, thinking about protein or thinking about macros or trying to eat a little bit lower calorie foods. There was nothing like that. Like there was that just wasn't even a thought in my head. So having a mindset where you can bring more awareness and think about the choices that you're making is a big step to eating in a way where you can hit your goals and where you can still enjoy yourself. Because like I said, most people, they just don't really think about, you know, food. It's just something that they do, you know, so starting to think about things like, are you hungry or are you just bored right now? Because a lot of people, they just eat out of boredom. Like maybe you're sitting at home and you're bored a little bit. So, you know, maybe this is something that you found yourself doing. You walk to the kitchen, you open that fridge door and you're like, hmm, what can I eat in here? Like what looks tastier? You go to the cupboard, you open it up, you're checking for the good snacks, trying to find something to eat. And you're not even really hungry. You just want something to do. So just, again, bringing more awareness to that. Like, do you want more food or are you just eating because it's there? Like, do you walk into the break room at, you know, the place where you work and there's, you know, some donuts in there, maybe some snacks or something, and you're just grabbing it and eating it because it's there? Or do you actually want that food? Maybe you're just, you know, a little thirsty and you're not actually hungry. Like, having more awareness around that can help people too. Like, a lot of times, like, we just instantly go for food and it might be just be that we're a little dehydrated and we just need something to drink. Are you just eating because you're stressed or because you're emotional? Because that's also something that a lot of people do just mindlessly. Like you, we all deal with stress. We all have different periods in our lives where we have more stress than other times. And for some people, that means we try to reach for food. Like maybe we're trying to you know, reach for that comfort food or we just want something to take our mind off the stress. So we go to the kitchen and we're just eating and we're not even hungry. So Starting to create more space around that and just thinking about those things can be super helpful just to give you some time to decide whether or not you're actually hungry. Because I found a lot of times, like, again, we're just eating out of habit. We're not actually hungry. And I'm speaking from personal experience here because I can eat like crazy. And until I really started, like, thinking about those things and starting to create a little bit more space and actually asking myself, like, am I actually hungry or am I just eating because it sounds good or because it looks good? And a lot of times it was just because I wanted something to do and because it was there, like it was just convenient. So I would eat, but trying to get to a place where that's not the case is a game changer. And, you know, just some things that you can do, simple things like eating without distractions or maybe trying to eat a little bit slower. Like I said, creating a little bit of space in between the time where like, you know, you walk to the kitchen, take a minute to think, okay, am I actually hungry here? Yes, I am. Okay, I'll grab a snack. No, I'm not really that hungry. All right, I'll go do something else. Like, you know, and this is something that doesn't just happen overnight, especially if you're somebody who has struggled with overeating or struggled with your weight or just struggled with, you know, your diet and your your eating choices in general. This is something that is pretty difficult. And I know for me, like, I lost 100 pounds and, you know, I lost the weight. But this is still something that I struggled with for a really long time and probably up until, you know, the last couple of years where I really feel like I've dialed things in and found things that have worked really well for me, where I feel like super comfortable and like I feel like I can listen to my body more and I can make those decisions and I don't struggle with overeating nearly as much. So don't be super quick to be like, oh, man, this isn't working or I'm like, I can't figure this stuff out because it takes time. Like I said, you've been eating for the last 25, 30, 40 years, like a certain way. So to think that you're just going to change those habits and those behaviors overnight isn't really all that realistic. So 
focus on it, you know, start to bring more awareness around food. And I think that you will find yourself in a much better space and find yourself making a lot better choices. And with that, those are my five rules. So, you know, just recapping real quick, eat mostly whole foods 80% of the time, prioritizing protein, drinking mostly zero calorie drinks, indulging 10 to 20% of the time, and then five, just being more aware about your food choices. And like I said, I hope that, you know, this was helpful just to maybe give you a place to start and maybe just something to start thinking about where you can start to create some of these personal guidelines or rules for yourself, because I think it does help a ton when you have these certain things that, you know, you can refer back to and you don't have to be thinking about each individual decision or stressing over food or feeling like you don't know what to eat. Um, so, you know, take a little bit of time and it takes a little bit of trial and error figuring out, you know, what works for you and and things like that. But it is definitely worth it because you've been eating your entire life and you're going to eat until the day you die. So figuring out how to eat in a way that feels good, allows you to look your best, feel your best, hit all your goals and just perform and feel good on a day-to-day basis is something that I think is very valuable and worth putting your time into. So hopefully this was helpful in getting you started on that little journey. And then lastly, I just wanted to say I recently started doing a, uh, a newsletter every week, sending out a little newsletter with five fitness nuggets in there, um, just some kind of you know quick hitters like workouts, recipes, you know, interesting facts, things like that, that I'm just putting in a newsletter because I understand not everybody loves fitness as much as I do. So I go through a lot of fitness content every week. I listen to a lot of good people. I listen to a lot of good podcasts, read a lot of books, and I come a lot across a lot of things that I think would be really helpful for, you know, people like you to get some of that information. Um, so I want to share that with people. So I started a newsletter, um, which there's a link in the show notes if you want to get signed up for that. Like I said, just once a week, every Thursday, going to send that out with five fitness facts or nuggets for you to get a little um, value out of. And other than that, that's all I have. I appreciate you listening and we will see you next week.